You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. Oh, I like that it starts with that bell. It's but, very fitting yeah. for tonight. I feel like we should yeah. Be ready for the fight night, guys? Get ready. Let's get pumped. For the rumble. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom clap. Jimmy's in the back with a pocket of hot. Catchy. You guys <laughs> like getting way too into this. Way too into this. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Rookie Blue after show here on AfterBuzz TV. I am Tiana Hobson, and joining me tonight, I have the awesome and dynamic, Aww. I'm using new words, Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Um, it is season five, yes, episode three, Heartbreakers, Money Makers. Also directed by Gregory Smith. Oh, tonight was, see, Marissa with her fun facts. There you go. He directed that's, tonight. That's why I keep you around. Yeah. Because if it was just me, it kind of be boring. <laughs> no, it would be awesome. No, no, no. All right. So tonight's episode, we got a fight. I think the fight night. I am mad at the editors right now because the way that they cut together the trailer last week for this episode made it seem like Nick was going to be fighting Sam or like that, you know, everything was just going to come to this big boiling point. They did that on purpose to trick us and I don't like trickery. It's, I mean, it's an evil trick that editors use so often to get the audience to come back for the next week. But I mean, they did fool us and good on them. Fool me once or shame on you <laughs> fool me twice. Shame on me. I can say the same. I can, do, That's I can it. do it. I can do it, I swear. Um, all right, so But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to the fights at the end of the of our episode because that's just we're gonna talk about a lot of that. Um let's start with operation accountability. Yep. Um so in what's the inspector's name? Inspector yeah, uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. I Jarvis. always forget his name. Inspector Jarvis shows up for morning meetings and informs everyone about their assignment for the day. Well, I, he's there with Shaw. I mean, I don't like Jarvis conducting the meetings. I miss best. Yeah. And like if or Shaw's going to be the Oliver acting, do it. Yeah. If he's going to be the acting staff sergeant, then let him do it. Do it. Like, yeah. All of a sudden, best is gone. And now he, the, Jarvis is around and i just don't mm. understand because he's never been around before so i don't know how to and now he's around all the time yeah but i think it's just to set the tone that this is a really important operation don't mess it up yeah to all you rookies out there so basically they're going around and they have warrants for all these goods that you know have been stolen or purchased with stolen money and mm-hmm. they have to go around and confiscate it from these people and it's kind of a to go with this fight night is like 
competition between the different divisions. Um, and so, you know, Shaw wants everyone to come back with the most and collect all this stuff. Yeah, we're the best division out there. Yeah. I like, I like the competition because, you know, we always hear about the other divisions or like so and so is from this division or, you know, but the actual encounter with another division tonight's episode was a fun story yeah. to play off of. Yeah, and going along those lines, Gale and Dove have, you know, a very close encounter with another division. Very. Um, they end up, on showing up at the same house as Wes, Chloe's husband, ex-husband, ex soon to be ex-husband, ex-husband, pretty sure soon to be. Yeah, um, and you know, it, tension's very high between Dove and Wes. Clearly, because they get out the car, and, you know, immediately mm-hmm. the tension is there. My question was because I didn't quite catch who was Wes's partner. Yeah, the girl's name. I. I didn't catch her name either. She Why really was Why did she irrelevant. hate Gail so much? I mean, I know everyone hates Gail because she's kind of, you know, you got to warm up to her. But mm-hmm. <laughs> did they <laughs> have a past true. that I'm unaware of? It seemed like it because I questioned, all right, have we seen this person before? And if you did, please tell us and we're missing this. But I couldn't recognize this woman. Yeah. I was very confused and it's like, I get it. It's all a competition, but... I get why the guys are Maybe hating Maybe word other. travels fast between divisions. Oh, it's Gail. She's not the most likable person. Maybe it was just one of those things. It definitely could be. Well, the house that they get, um, Shaw tells, you know, Dove and Gail, stand back. You know, um, Wes got there first, so let them take <laughs> the lead. Wes, you know, takes the full advantage of this and is like, this is our house, our bust. You guys go downstairs and you get to haul away the washer and dryer. Good luck getting them up the stairs. Yeah. Oh. Well, little, of course, you know, when you're trying to be a jerk to someone, of course the universe is going to. It's karma, man. It's karma. So they're down there moving the washer and dryer and find a safe. Mm -hmm. They call, call up their boys, have it blown up. Blow up. That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed that. And inside is a bunch of cash and debit cards. Mm-hmm. So which one would you go for if you just opened up the safe and I, saw it? I would have gone with the cards because the cards are electronical. You you can keep the electronical records somewhere out there in the universe. I mean, you say once it's on the internet, it literally is on the internet forever. You can trace those numbers back to the banks, back to any electronical purchases or anything so i think that was smart cash is hard is easy to get rid of but harder to track as well yeah there's there's literally no paper trail exactly um i thought that west was a little quick to the jump there and i don't know for me i would have been i might have thought twice about it if i was west as soon as dove gave up so easily you know, because they were arguing over who was going to get the money, the money who was gonna, or the cards, or the cards, and Dove just, you know, what? no questions asked. You guys just take, you take the cash. We'll take the cards, and easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you I, can, I you can go like, farther. You can go farther into your investigation with cards. Yeah, and I mean, Dove does think that there's more that can be done, and Dove does have really good instincts. We have to mm-hmm. give that to him as you know easy as it's been for him to be a punching bag in the past he is a good cop he's an analytical kind of guy yeah and so he wants to go for you know the bigger story the bigger bust here which is tracing you know these cards back to the group of you know the fraud people who they are looking for getting money out of the atm machines which was really smart 
And yeah. within like at least a thousand dollars within no fuck ten thousand dollars right uh yeah. the, the the certain amount um within five minutes I was like I never thought of that yeah oh yeah it was a thousand dollars so you, you do it five hundred five minutes before midnight and, and then like five after, after. Midnight. I mean I think we know what Marissa might go do after the I show mean, tonight maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting let me make sure I have my real attorney when I leave here <laughs> Marissa I won't take your money too. Oh, okay thanks I respect you enough <laughs> <laughs> thank you um. Well, they go and talk to Tracy, who, you know, helps them out a little bit with the case. Um, but even before that, sorry, I, oh. I loved Gail's reaction. She's like, we're, we're going to fight night. Come on. And, I'm like, <laughs> and the fact that Dove wants to go the extra mile, he's the real good cop. And then Gail was like, just a citizen and all that. And the civilian more like him. They're like, I just want to go to fight night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to go She's further like, into um, this. No, I want to do what we were told to do. Like, and move on <laughs> yeah don't want to go the extra mile right now um so then they go and they're back at the precinct talking to tracy shaw's like what are you guys doing here i told you to you know <laughs> stay with wes and his team and they're like oh yeah cramps um oh <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny i just love seeing i mean that's a legitimate excuse anytime you use it <laughs> yes it is um i just love dove and gail's relationship because They've been through so much from, like, hating each other to Mm -hmm. Dove actually caring. You know, when they're in the car and stuff, he's actually asking her about her relationship with Holly, how everything's going, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, oh, well, I'd be kind of scared that you weren't really fully committed because, you know, you've only dated guys in the past. Yeah, I mean, and I like Gail's relationship with Holly and how she's seeing and her perspective on the relationship, too, because you see her in the car when she's laughing literally laughing mm-hmm. on the phone it seems like she is actually happy now i'm like all right good for gail yeah she sounds you know her happy like, place holly is a good person to have in her life it's making her a more nicer person yeah she's more pleasant to be around yeah definitely that's, definitely that's at least sure. for now <laughs> at least for now um and tracy's able to track the safe that was in the house to an abandoned warehouse so they won't need a warrant or wait for that Mm -hmm. so you know they're just walking around talking about gail and holly and (laughs) just being casual and then all of a sudden they turn a corner and boom there's the bunch of people right there of the fake the fake cards fake fake cards i was like that was really easy for them to solve that case very very easy i mean you go to abandoned warehouse good chances everything's happening there so it makes sense i love the reaction though it was like yeah. oh because it, it, it was too easy and mm-hmm. they didn't even expect it either and then it took like that two seconds to realize what was going on and then it's like hands up <laughs> don't move yeah it's like everyone was shocked at first and then it's like <laughs> right. oh wait we're the cops okay <laughs> you're all under arrest <laughs> yeah that, that was great um I loved how Oliver and Jarvis show up and, you know, Jarvis, I mean, they just did something really great. And I get that they went above and beyond when, like, you didn't tell them to. I know. But and should they have really gotten in trouble for that? No, absolutely not. I think these are the, hey, you just, they just made Division 15 look awesome. They're rock stars right now. And you're like, come on, you being, again, taking that civilian around. And you're like, we just want to go to fight night. You guys made it more complicated than it should. <laughs> like, hey, these are the guys you trained and you're in your division. They made you look awesome. They just had this big bust and yeah. you're not really congratulating them. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird too, because especially after, you know, 
last week when Jarvis was kind of telling Bess, like, hey, the, the or not Jarvis, but the other guy was telling him, hey, 15 kind of looks like idiots right now for letting a guy dressed as a cop walk uh, around and, like, shoot up the place. Yeah. You know? So it's like, okay, they're doing something good now. They just had this huge bust and you guys are kind of busting them for it. Yeah. I was like... I don't You'll really... get desk work for the next time you desk duty. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's how you want to play. But maybe, I don't know, maybe this is more predictions. Jarvis, he just, I don't like him. Neither do I. And I feel he's like maybe shady. he's, I feel like he's out to make 15 look bad. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe this is a prediction. Maybe he's actually trying to get 15 shut down. So he's trying to really, like, tank them. And so he's mad when they do good things. Or, or maybe he's trying to twist the police and see maybe there are some corrupt cops or dirty cops in, in division. I mean, sure, Marissa, if you want to go, like, the more logical way. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> like, because he's smart. He's manipulative. And he can turn any story on anyone to make it look like, hey, they did so-and-so-and-so. They're dirty. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we need to get rid of them. They're making division look bad. Division has to shut down. Mm, see just expanding on just your expanding <laughs> all right as long as you're back to what i said <laughs> piggybacking and... off yours <laughs> um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what jarvis is really up to and if we actually get to see what he's really up to um and then dove and wes get into it again at fight night in the bathroom wes that was wes's doing and yeah. i'm glad dove took the high road and i got didn't get into that be like hey chloe's mine back off yeah i thought there was about to be it's a sec- over yeah it's like fight night part two in the bathroom <laughs> yes but no it didn't happen <laughs> you know you were happen. thinking it might happen to marissa it, maybe yeah i mean I was like there's like gonna he be wanted different. to punch dove oh yeah absolutely he's he's crazy on a certain level like you don't know like literally something's going on with them not all wires are are going <laughs> functioning right you know it's like he's kind of twisted in that way i don't know what he's capable of yet yeah and that's what's scary definitely um let's get into the main case of the night or the bigger case i should say yeah um we have which i thought was kind of weird Andy, Duncan, and Nick mm-hmm. all riding together. Surprising. Surprise. Have we seen three officers not, riding around together? Not yeah. usually, but if you think about it, Duncan is a rookie, and this is a big operation, so good chances you're probably going to need two actual officers, and then, you know, Duncan was along for the ride. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'll give you that. Um,. So they go to Gino Jones' house to confiscate his boat and what else were they? Other, Other possessions. possessions. Rings. Yeah, he was running a illegal poker ring and um, he has a lot of money hidden away and stuff like that. So they get there and he's fighting with his wife, Myrna. Um, and, you know, they come in and they're lucky- letting Duncan, who was actually a much better rookie this episode than he was in yep. the last. Um, they're letting him kind of, you know, take the lead on this. And poor Duncan gets sucker punched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say better, Rookie. I'm like, you're getting too close to Gino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. but he just didn't seem quite as... He wasn't, you know, Yeah, the like he wasn't and... obnoxiously acting like a rookie. He yeah. was trying to do a good thing. 
got too close <laughs> and to Gina. Got sucker punch. Boom. I'm like, oh, assaulting. I honestly didn't see that coming. That happened so fast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, this dude's in his robe. What's really going to happen? Right. You know? Oh, he's going to punch <laughs> oh, a cop and then... And run away. And run away. And hello, you have a freaking uh, ankle bracelet on. Like, they're going to track you. Exactly. You're I was not like, going to get not gonna far. Get far. Even if you were to find a way to get it cut off, they still would probably get to you first. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he tries to do. He um, tries to get his um, monitor cut off, and he's at his friend's garage <laughs> doing it, and that's where they track him to. I-, I love the ways he's trying to get the ankle <laughs> off. Like, even before the car, when they're in the house, and he, he, he takes that one weapon. He's like, here, just stab me now. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, dude, like, calm yeah, down. calm down. Don't, and don't then pick he up takes, a knife with cops. And then he takes an actual saw, and they're like, okay, here's another weapon that he has. How How is he getting a hold of all these weapons? Yeah. Um, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was really funny. So when they finally get this guy, because he's at his friend Lee Baker's garage, um, and Lee lied to the cops, but, you know, they were kind of nice to him. Obstruction. Obstruction of justice. $5,000. That's a lot of money. Or five five months. Months in prison? I, th- I believe it was five months. Yeah. We'll go with five months, because five years seems a little yeah, much for... Yeah, I, I remember $1,000 a month. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good way to think of it, Marissa. Yeah. 5000 or five months. Yeah, so when they get to the precinct, um, Duncan is struggling with, you know, doing the uh, fingerprinting and headshots, like checking in um, Gino. <laughs> Gino. And Sam says, you know, hey, I need one of you guys to help with this interrogation. <laughs> and Nick lets Andy go. Let's Andy let's go. Her. I kind of was hoping that Nick was going to be the one to go. I mean, I, I kind of wanted that, too, but I think it was just a way that, and you know, it shows that disconnect between Nick and Andy now that Nick wanted to get away before things got too awkward and yeah. complicated. And I love that he twisted it as, like, for Andy, like, hey, take a break from the from the rookie, you go yeah. handle that thing. He's still being the nice guy. He's like, I'll let you have this one. <sighs> Nick is so nice and He's sweet. so good. He's so good to Darn her. Darn it, Andy, come on. I know, Andy. Why can't you see the good thing that's in front of you? It's right there. It's right there. Um, well, they get into the interrogation, and Gino immediately lawyers up, which is something that I always say: always lawyer up, because mm-hmm. even if you're innocent, sometimes. But it was it was things happen. It was too quick too, because even when they were arresting him, they're like, "Yeah, tell me something I don't know." And yeah. he he wasn't really fighting it. I mean, yeah, he did run away, but he wasn't really as resistant to arrest, and then. Then immediately lawyering up and then immediately going over the call to yeah. admit everything. I'm like, this is too easy. It's going way too fast. Way too easy. And Andy has those kind of instincts, too. This is where Andy and Dove kind of are the same because they both are always looking for not they more have work sense, to do, though. but they're just kind of like, hey, this doesn't make any sense. Let's actually dig a little deeper. And that's what Andy does. She looks up, um, she traces the lawyer's number, and it goes straight to Lee Baker's garage. So then they call, you know, have and um, have Sam mimic <laughs> Gina's <laughs> voice. Gina's you sound voice just like the, him. Yeah. All of a sudden, Sam's a ventriloquist. <laughs> um, and they call, and Gina's wife is on the phone. Myrna. Myrna saying that 
Lee showed up at the house to get the bail money, and he thinks that there's more money, and her husband's lying. my life. life. Don't tell the cops, or else, you know, he's going to hurt me. So Andy and Sam are like, okay, we got to do something about this. Got to go back over there. They go to Gino, and Gino's like, I don't have any more money. I don't know what he's looking for. He just works security for me. He doesn't know how much it costs to run these things. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, get back to their house. (laughs) And who's the one tied up? It's Lee. It's Lee. <laughs> like, this is a nice twist. And at first, I was I was so confused. I was like, oh my gosh, did he tie himself up to make himself <laughs> look like, you know, a, a, hostage. a hostage? And he's totally lying to them. Like, she's going crazy. And then you see her in there actually going crazy. And I was like, it took me mm. until I saw her going through the stuff to believe that she wasn't in danger still. Yeah, she she was the one. I was like, oh, she's smart. I mean, I should have picked it up from the first time we saw her because she was angry yeah. at Gino for buying all this stuff. And and then maybe her knowing that he has money, there has to be more of it. And he she was in the house before the police even came here. And, and Gino said that he hid more money before you guys came. Yeah. So, I mean, she knew everything that was going on. It was, it was smart of her, so she was crazy enough to know that there's more money That there's there. more money. But she wasn't crazy enough to think, hey, my husband bought this giant piano that he never, never. plays. Let me tear apart the entire house, but never touch the piano. <laughs> don't look under it. <laughs> yeah, don't look under the piano. But even Andy and Sam weren't really looking for no. it. Andy was just kind of playing some keys, and it was like, oh... That was a good chance. Yeah. But honestly, how hard does she look in that house? I mean... mean, It's a big house, so I give her that. I would look in a piano, too. I would have looked... I would have looked in the big places Underneath the piano, in the piano. Yeah, the couch cushions. I would have gone for the big stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Big Um, open crevices. Yeah, exactly. So they find the money. um, They arrest Myrna. And Myrna and... Gino then get to have a good old fashioned marriage counseling session <laughs> in the no, interrogation they room. This. They need this. They need it. They that. need to hash things out. So hopefully they're okay. And Sam and Andy decide to go over to fight night together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, right? <laughs> This fight night, though. This fight night, though. Pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I mean, you were kind of grimacing throughout it. I was, (laughs) because I grimace when I see violence. It's just, I know I look like this big, tall, like, tough person, but I'm just a soft, cuddly teddy bear inside. (laughs) And (laughs) It's so funny, because I, not that I I embrace it, but, like, I don't mind it. Maybe I'm just so desensitized to violence, which is sad and terrible when I say that, but... Maybe I've just seen too many Rocky movies to not be faced. I mean, I love those kind of movies and, you know, violent films and stuff. But I always watch them with, like, my hands kind of (laughs) over my face just because all I can think of is my face getting hurt. And Nick's poor face was getting murdered. Got bashed. And we all know that I love Nick. And I think his face is too adorable to be hit multiple (laughs) times like that. So... I was having some problems with watching the fight night. Yeah, and that that rookie Bruno from Division yeah. Thirty Four, he I was like, he was definitely he was, gonna mess Nick. Yeah. Up. So I love that Duncan, our rookie, was supposed to fight the other rookie, but he sees the guy and is kind of like, um, you know, I think I 
tore something <laughs> in my shoulder and I can't. Rotator cuff. Yeah, I can't know? fight. And he totally bails at the last minute. Such a rookie. <laughs> Such a rookie. I mean, not even able to step up to the plate. I mean, Tracy fought in Fight Night Season 1. She was a rookie, and she won that match. Yeah, exactly. And, and she's a girl. She's a girl. And <laughs> she even to, showed, I mean, she even showed him love. pictures. You know, this was me after Fight Night, and I won. And I won. <laughs> so I think... And you couldn't even do that. Yeah, I think he was a little scared. Um, and I guess that's... No, not without. I mean, he wasn't really in practice with Nick. He wasn't really that great, so he's probably going to get his butt kicked anyway. But well, I actually thought he was, you know, because that was like the very first scene that we saw of the episode. I'm like, okay, he's kind of in shape. I'm surprised. Yeah, he's got and some big like, guns he, on him. He could have had a good fight had he not chickened out. Yeah, but he's a he's a little bit of a wuss. Um, yeah, I said it. I called him a wuss. <laughs> um, but he bails on it, and Nick steps in. Mm. which i mean fun seems heroic and so nice until the fight starts and i don't know there's something going on with nick i mean i we know what's going on you know he's still trying to get over andy and that whole breakup thing yeah but i feel like he's just kind of completely letting himself go and he's gonna spiral into a dark place or something with you know he sees andy walk in with Sam, which, I mean, would hurt, but also they did just finish a case together, and mm-hmm. if it... They're probably going to be probably there at the same time. They just rode together, you know, from the precinct. Like, if Andy and Tracy had been working on a case and been the last two people at the office, they would have showed up together. You know, it didn't yeah. just happen to be them, and he just kind of, like, looked defeated from the start. Like, he wasn't even really trying that hard to win. Yeah. And then to to see Andy, and then he kind of got you. You could see that he was trying. He really was fighting, literally. And then he gets sucker punched at the end, knocked knocked down. And I'm like, oh, that's such a sad metaphor for what's going on right now. That yeah. he's fighting, and when you get into a fight, you're likely to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And he did get hurt, and he did get defeated. And I'm like, I hope that's not the case with Nick and Andy. He's fighting, but I hope he doesn't lose. Yeah. I hope that he keeps fighting. Yeah. Because the conversation... You get knocked down and get back up again. Yeah, because the conversation they had kind of ended with, like, you know, you get defeated, but it didn't say anything about, you know, like, rising back up and continuing to fight. Yeah, and he said, you know, at least he tried. At least he tried. I still believe that Andy doesn't know what she wants. I still think there's hope for Nick and andy well yeah and that's the thing andy's torn between two guys obviously but nick knows what he wants and he wants andy and i want them together i want them together. i mean i do like mcswark but i like nick and andy I too like, nick and andy. like i just i'm torn I'm that's torn. just what i want in my life i wish there was i wish andy was a twin so that she could have both of them <laughs> so you could being, win in both yeah ways. win in both ways um and I just want to say that I thought that Chris uh, Diaz, you know, that coordinating was, the whole fight night. That was kind of funny. It was really funny because he was freaking out about making things perfect. You have Chloe showing up out of the blue, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Tell me this. I felt like there was a moment between Chris and Chloe when Chloe first shows up and Chris just like 
gives her a good, nice, solid two, three second look. I'm like, what is going on? I felt there's some chemistry, some sparks flying right now. I felt it more when she was coaching Nick between her and Nick there. Ah, okay, but with the Diaz thing, I took it as, oh, hey, like my roommate's girlfriend who I always see with my roommate and now I'm seeing her by herself by herself and we're alone together and like her boyfriend's not here to make things okay okay maybe I was just reading too much into it because that was a long pause I'm like what's going on yeah, at first I was kind of like wait a minute and then I was like well no like Dove and Diaz you know they're kind of like brothers or as Gail referred to them like you know Diaz is Dove's son, so... Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that kind of relationship. So then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I guess if you're used to hanging out with your roommate and his girlfriend, and then... Yeah. All of a sudden, it's separate. It's a little awkward. But But I... And, you know, going back to Chloe and Nick during that whole pep talk, that was so (laughs) funny. I don't know anything about boxing or pep talks. (laughs) That was pretty... I I love the humor throughout this this episode. She's, She's there for... Moral support. Moral support. Gotta love Chloe. I'm glad she's back to, like, her normal self. Yeah. Because last week we saw her concern about overdub, and now she can actually be on her own, and she's making her friends with the division, and, you know, she's just awesome by herself. Yeah, and we know her better now, so we don't think that she's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) um, Kind of, like, out there in outer space by herself. Uh, But I thought it was interesting, too, that Diaz... Chloe gets him to admit, um, you know, he misses being a rookie. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking about, you know, like, holding on to the glory days and, like, the past. And not even that their rookie year was the glory days, I don't even think. Like, so much has happened to them that I think it would be better to, like, all right, clean slate, moving forward. Yeah, and so much has happened in Diaz's life, too, because he went through the whole, you know, rookie phase, but then thinking he was a father, and then he wasn't, and then his crazy string of girlfriends. And so a lot has happened to Diaz in the last four years. And then I can understand being in the leadership role, taking on more responsibility, having people look towards you now to coordinate something as traditional as a fight night that's a big responsibility and then him freaking out because he doesn't have booze Booze. i mean i think any guy would freak out too (laughs) if the alcohol wasn't there yes and then it comes finally and it's kosher wine (laughs) it's wine (laughs) for and it's not for you no i might have gone a little crazy at that point too I would have drank the wine. <laughs> Marissa is always down I mean, to drink the wine. I'm down for wine. <laughs> Maybe we should get some more Prosecco up in here. <laughs> yeah. But. We need some more of that. Where's Steven when you need him? <laughs> Give us more Prosecco. Yeah. Um, overall, I think this was a really fun episode. That A lot of moments I found myself laughing out loud and this it was really good yeah you were laughing i was grimacing <laughs> um but it was i like the good. boxing that was a fun fun action scene to a different type of action that we normally don't see in the rookie blade rather than like a car chase or something yeah. you know actual physical fighting it was a lot of fun oh and we can't forget to t- talk about gail and holly oh absolutely oh yeah so gail isn't planning to go to fight night because she's meeting Holly's friends for the first time and they're going to the penny. So they're going to Gail's turf, mm-hmm. um, which 
Epstein decides to tell her it's a good idea since she doesn't give off a very good first impression. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's exactly the kind of motivating talk you want to hear before you get out there. And another situation where Gail's actually talking to other people outside a division, which I don't think we've ever seen. Yeah. Interaction with the other humans. <laughs> other humans. Gail is normal. She's a human. She is a human being, people. Um, well, Holly's friends are kind of witches, very judgmental. Yeah. I was surprised with that. I was not fans of them. No. And I get it. They're all doctors. They went to med school. They think that they're, you know, smart, which they are. Intellectual. And Higher class. Gail didn't really help herself because when they asked for a story, the story she told was very typical Gail. <laughs> yeah. Like, one time, my partner got stabbed in the warehouse and almost bled to death in my arms. It's like... That's, that's, that's not the best anecdote. No. Like, come on, Gail. <laughs> but I guess when you think about her stories, what was she going to be like? One time, a guy kidnapped me and held me hostage. <laughs> yeah. Or... Oh, I mean... This other time, our precinct got shot up. Like, what are you going to say? I mean, she really doesn't have the great, fun, fun stories to to relate to people. But also, I think that was Gail's way of, hey, I'm just going to say this one really blunt story just to have you guys stop talking. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like, get off this topic. Pretty much, yeah. And we find out that Holly was actually in the top of her class, and her friends don't understand why she... Is basically slumming it at the police station. Settling in a way. Yeah, settling in a way and working with dead people <laughs> instead of doing something amazing like they both are. Like saving lives instead yes. of, you know, examining lives after they haven't been saved. Yeah. I guess you so I think say. that was kind of like a good indicator of, you know, if they already think she's slumming it by her job. Than her dating a police officer. Her personal life is slumming her, it, too. Yeah, her personal life was slumming it, too. And they talk to her about it when Gail kind of goes off to the bathroom and walks back up and she overhears the whole conversation. And Holly even says, like, well, I'm just having fun. Like, you know, they don't. her friends don't think it's going to last. And Gail or Holly doesn't really say anything to defend Gail because... Gail comes from a good family. Yeah. She is educated and she chose to get into law enforcement. And I think a lot of people think of police officers as people who are like, oh, well, like, whatever. They just probably didn't want to go to college. So, you know, they got into that. And it's like, no. No. Police officers are smart people. They are educated. They are highly trained. And they are, it's a respectable position. Very respectable. Very unsung position, too. Yeah. From all types of law enforcement people yeah i was very upset with this conversation i got very like angry about it because it's like i know police officers i went to college with people who are now police officers i I went to high school with people who i know are in the law enforcement yeah my my thing that i was more upset was that holly wasn't really defending gail yeah because these are holly's friends and if holly really you know believes in gail and her relationship and you know, really trust that, then she should have been be like, hey, this is someone I now respect and, you know, want to be in a relationship with. And if you don't like it, then, you know, she should have put the kibosh on that, but she didn't. And she didn't fight for Gail. And makes me think how committed is Holly in this relationship? Because it seems like Holly has had, has been around the black. I mean, she's been a very stable lesbian, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. And this is Gail's first lesbian relationship so she is kind of new in that aspect but I feel like Holly should have just defended Gail more 
if she really did care for care for Gail. I think so too, and I just loved how this storyline kind of came full circle with you know Dove's biggest concerns about Gail in the relationship. All those things that Dove was like, hey, you know, you might not be as committed and, you know, you have to make sure that she's okay with it. You know, this is your first relationship and she's been doing this for a while. All the things he thought were going to be true about Gail ended up being true about Holly instead. Holly was the one who, I'm just here having fun, Mm -hmm. which most people would think since it's Gail's first lesbian relationship, that she's the one who's just kind of like, oh, I'm just having fun testing the waters. waters. But Gail was actually committed to this and Holly wasn't. And, you know, it's changing Gail as a person, too, mm -hmm. because Holly is a good person. It's changing her for the better. And she, Holly, I mean, sorry, uh, Gail, during that whole conversation with Dev, she's saying, I'm different. I'm a better person. So Holly really is affecting Gail in that yeah. way. And then for Holly not to really reciprocate that feeling just yet. I mean, maybe we'll see a makeup in next week's episode, I hope. But I'm not seeing the mutual respect for each other yet. Yeah. I just didn't like that she said, I'm just having fun. Because no. to me, that makes it sound like it's a uh, it's, it's not a, a real, it's not a serious it's relationship. Not a commitment. It's not committed. And I think that Gail should stay broken up with her if that's the way she wants to be. I think Gail was in the right to, you know, walk away at the yeah. end of that. The end of that, I think Gail did the right thing. I was very proud of Gail. Yep. Go Gail. Go Gail. Go team Gail. <laughs> I mean, we're rooting for Gail. Wow. I know. Who, who would have seen that <laughs> one thunk. coming, right? Um, all right. Is there anything else from this episode that I um, missed? Yeah, no, I think I think that was it. Fun, okay. fun episode. Love the boxing. I kind of want more of that. <laughs> I don't. It can be anyone else besides Nick's face. If Nick was winning that boxing match, I'd be totally okay with it. Yeah, but, but because he, he was losing, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. He has a of good the body, boxing. though. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say it. I'm like, all right, yeah, get it, Nick. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, do we have any news and gossip? Because I know you were reading spoilers. Uh, yeah, okay. News. So, Canada, Lucky Canada. They are like a full month ahead of the U.S. Uh, Mercury Blue airing on ABC. So, anytime I look up for news and stuff, I'm not sure if it's a spoiler for us or, you know, it's already aired in Canada. So, it might have been like a Canadian type of article. But I don't know. But I did find a fun video of uh, Ben. Ben Bass, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Sam, and he he can play the guitar and sing. Oh, yeah! And he was on the Hallmark Family uh, Home and Family video channel, and you know a nice interview promoting uh, Ricky Blue, and he was singing Elvis, playing the guitar, and I'm like, ah, he's oh. quite the musician. I was Sam very surprised. Warwick, just full of tricks, aren't you? I was very surprised. Go check it out. It's on. It's available on YouTube and all that but he's a musician it's okay. like what if he sings to andy just serenades him are you serenades getting into her. your predictions maybe now? <laughs> maybe but that's all and now you're after buzz tv predictions. well now that we know that sam can sing i would love to see him use that talent on rookie blue same here I mean, like, that'd be the softer side of Sam. Yeah, like maybe he's still dealing with, you know, the emotional turmoil that was his injury, and he goes to an open mic night, and, you know, he's written this 
gut-wrenching, like, heartfelt. heartfelt song. And he's just totally letting his guard down and being the sensitive guy with a guitar. <laughs> no? <laughs> as, as dreamy as that would be, I think that would be way off character for Sam. <laughs> I know, but, you know, everything's changed now. He's back at the precinct and he feels like, you know, everything's different. So he's going to need to express himself. And what better way than with your guitar and a microphone? Oh, yeah. Well, I think we saw in the preview that maybe Dove and Chloe are having some issues that maybe Dove's not around, which also makes me think, I always forget this, um, the web series, the web episodes that's going on. Episode three was uh, Diaz and Dove. No, I'm sorry. It, it, uh, it was, oh, Duncan, maybe I saw a different episode. Right. Um, no, the one that I saw was actually uh, Sam and Dove talking, and Dove was asking Sam, like, how did you become an investigator? You know, how did you get into the leadership roles that you've been in? And he's like, what do I need to do to get to the position that you're at right now? And Sam was like, hey, I'm more experienced. I, I'm i more street smart, and I, you know, I fight in a different way, and I'm a cop in a different way. You're more analytical, more book smart, and that makes you a great cop, too. And, you know, just, like, the different ways of being mm-hmm. cops but still being respectable positions because Dove apparently maybe wants to make a change in his life, which might cause the disconnect between his character and Chloe for next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what you're putting out. Putting down there, Marissa. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that Dove has always had the higher aspirations, like, even from being a rookie, he's always trying to find his next level up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that that could play a factor in his relationship with Chloe. Um, it seems in the previews that Sam and Andy are friends again, or, you know, trying to be friends. Friends. We all know what that means. They're boning in the closet. Yeah, I was like, they're definitely going to hook up. Yeah, um, which... That's inevitable. Yeah, which my heart still isn't completely happy about because we want nick because we want nick um i also hope that next week we get a little bit more of what's going on with tracy and um leo Mm -hmm. you know the custody dexter dexter maybe we'll find out more about this dexter slade yeah via steve peck yeah steve's gonna have some where were you tonight yeah steve's Um, gonna have some dish on dexter this is gonna be interesting we're gonna find out more about him that's what i want to know about because i just want to know what's in dex past and (laughs) yeah some skeletons in his closet but i wonder Ooh, maybe while steve is digging into dexter's past he's actually gonna stumble into something like involving tracy and we'll get a little taste into her past which might not be as squeaky clean as we think it is yeah, for her to hook up with someone like Dexter, maybe she had a dark past that made her turn in onto the right path to become a cop. Yeah. Ooh, that should be Ooh. fun. <laughs> Guess we're just going to have to wait until next week to find out. We shall see. Uh, make sure you guys keep the conversation going and tweet us all your um, predictions. And make sure you go on iTunes and YouTube and like and subscribe to us on there. Marissa, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And I am at the Tiana Hobson. And make sure you check out AfterBuzz TV all over the interwebs at AfterBuzz TV. And thank you, Phil, for engineering for us tonight. And guys, we will see you next week. 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.